Hello and welcome. My name is Alonda Carter and I am the Recovering Hunbot. And this is Season 1, Episode 12 of Hey Hun, You Woke Up. This podcast is brought to you on 10 different platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes. The video version is on YouTube. If you would like to support me as a content creator, the very best way you can do that is through my Patreon. There'll be a link to that in the description. There are three levels ranging from a dollar to $10 a month and literally any amount helps. And I wanted to give a shout out to my newest patrons. Joy Johnston comes in at the White Oak Bayou level. Thank you so much for your support. And welcome to Wendy Langley, who is at the Buffalo Bayou level. Thank you so much for choosing to support me. And if you happen to be listening to me on Anchor, you can donate there via listener support. Today's guest is my dear friend, Andrea. Now, she and I met back when we were both Beachbody Hunbots, and we were really doing all the Hun things. And Andrea has become one of my very best friends. I just love her to pieces. Andrea is now a social media whiz where she helps people leverage the power of social media in the right way. I will put a link to her Instagram in the description so you can follow her. Be sure and check her out. And now join me and welcome Andrea to the show. Hey, Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time and you know, you and I now have known each other a few years and we first met each other when we were both Beachbody coaches mm-hmm. and we both had joined social team builders because that was geared at the time towards just Beachbody coaches. And we thought this is the thing that's going to take me to where I need to be so I can have this massive success with Beachbody. And both yep. of us found out otherwise. So Go ahead and tell us a little bit. Just let's just start talking about your personal experience as a beach body coach and the fantastic success you had. Oh my God, where do I even begin? Thank you so much for having me, by the way. This is awesome. I love you so much. You're like one of my favorite people in the world, and I'm so blessed that we've met. Um, yeah, and social team builder, we thought, you know, all the, the Facebook ads is what we're going to you know, uh, do the trick. And yeah, that didn't happen. Nothing against Facebook ads because they work, but clearly I don't know what was happening in that group. Um, but yeah, so I, after I had turned 40 in, um, January of 2014, uh, my six, well, he's now six, at the time was, I think like three, three months old, four months old. He was born in October that year before. And I was looking to lose the baby weight and, you know, kind of get over that whole, like, oh my God, I'm turning 40. Like, so, um, I joined, I, you know, when I first joined, uh, and I want to preface this by saying like, you know, I hear so many horror stories about uplines. I, I will tell you right now, I did not have that experience. I had a really good one. My former upline is still um, friendly with, like, we're still friends because we've known each other way before all this. And she's never made me feel, you know, bad or guilty or, you know, whatever, that I didn't want to do this anymore and, um, and all that. And never really had any too much, too many issues with anything really in that respect. Um, unfortunately, that's not the norm. That's not the norm. Well, I, I will just interject that my own experience, yeah. I guess I had a, 
a non-experience with uplines with my first one and then the second one that I was moved up under. But I just basically was always pretty much on my own. Yeah, you didn't have the support. Yeah. I had nothing. Yeah. I had Google. (laughs) But, but, you know, like I said, unfortunately, that's not the norm when, you know, a lot, the majority of the people, they want to move on and do other things. It's like, they are cut off. It's kind of like when you um, are in a cult and you want to leave and you're, you know, disassociated from that you know, like the Scientologist, what they call them, you're a repressed person or something when you're not. So it's similar to that. But anyway, so I didn't thankfully have that experience, but, um, but I did, you know, I, I, I got, uh, the program that came out. It was actually just coming out, um, that year, the 21 day fix. It was like, I, right when I joined, right, actually right after I joined and I got that program is when it went on this big wait list because it was so popular. It was just coming out and everybody wanted it. And, um, what program was that? The 21 day fix. Okay. So, you know, that was kind of the novelty of that product. And that was, you know, people wanted like, Oh my God, this is so great. And, you know, people started to really love doing it and they were seeing results. And so it was pretty easy for me at that time to succeed when I decided, Hey, yeah, I'm going to do this business because, you know, I was just sharing, you know, talking about, you know, Oh my God, I love this program that I'm doing and I'm losing the weight and blah, blah, blah. I was just like talking about it, you know, to my, to on Facebook, like, like I would, you know, with anything. And then when people wanted to kind of, well, I want that too. Like, can you hook me up? And you know, that's kind of where I was like, I might as well get paid for that. Right. Like, why not? Well, let me ask you this, because I don't think I ever have, because um, the typical, and I went the atypical path, but the typical path for someone to become a Beachbody coach is to join someone's free group for whatever it is that they're offering, be it, you know, clean eating, be it coconut oil, it doesn't matter what it is, but so that person shows their value. And then for you to get into the paid group where you're doing the workouts and drinking Shakeology, and then for them to invite you to be a coach. Did you follow that path or did you have a different path? I, no, I didn't follow that path. So, um, I went from, you know, buying the program and going into a challenge group and doing the program to doing the business. And now explain you know, what I a challenge group is in case somebody oh, you know, sure. doesn't so, know what it is. Yeah, of course. So when you buy a, a workout nutrition program, Um, they put you in a private Facebook group and it's supposed to, um, you know, hold you accountable and, you know, there's a daily post and you kind of, okay, today's day, whatever you're supposed to like cheer each other on. It kind of takes the place of, you know, being in a, uh, exercise class, right? Cause you're, you're not, this is all digital, right? So you have to have some kind of community to keep you accountable and, and, you know, supportive and, you know, nutrition tips and things like that. So, um, you know, that's kind of like the norm when you get a program, the, the coach puts you in a challenge or accountability group, whatever they're calling them. Um, so I, yeah, I went straight to that. And then, um, you know, I didn't feel thankfully any pressure to do the business. When I did sign up, I did sign up as a discount coach because I wanted a discount. Um, so what's a discount coach? So 
you, you sign up as a, they call it a discount coach, but you're signing up to be a beach body coach. Um, but there's no, you know, they don't, you don't have to like do the business. You can just become a discount coach. So you can get discounts on all of your products. So I, you know, Shakeology was pretty pricey. And so, you know, that kind of gave me a little tiny discount on that. And then any other stuff I wanted to buy after that, I would get 25% off. Um, so initially I thought that was a great idea. And, you know, I wasn't, again, thinking about the business. And then when people started asking me about it, I thought, oh, you know, maybe I should, this is great. I'll get a little money and maybe I'll, you know, whatever, get paid, you know, pay for my shakes every month, whatever. Right. I, I wasn't really thinking too much of it. And then when I started to see the success initially because of that program just coming out, I, you know, started to get more and more like, I was like all in like, okay, I really want to do this. This is something I can do. I can do it from home. I don't have to leave the house. I, you know, I can still watch, you know, my kids and, you know, I had always wanted that. I always wanted to work from home and, you know, be my own boss and all that stuff. So the whole thing was super appealing to me. I mean, it was just like, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And yeah, I would say the first year and a half was really successful. Um, I'm not successful. You know, how? So I advanced to, I advanced two ranks within three months of me joining. So what they do is the second you join and start the business, the first thing that they tell you is you should be, in, you should get and be an Emerald coach right away. Meaning you have two coaches under you on each leg. So the, by the way, the compensation plan, I still get confused about it. It's so convoluted and confusing that, I mean, I still, I never fully understood it. It was so, and that was one of the things I was like, I don't understand how can, and they would explain it and none of any made sense. I'm like, I don't understand this leg. So basically they call it a binary compensation plan. So you have a leg, a strong leg and a weak leg. And that's where you kind of place all of the coaches under you and you alternate or try to balance them. And again, I don't know, like it was so confusing. So, but as an Emerald coach, you have one on each leg and a coach, doing, you know, whether it's a discount coach or they're doing the actual business, one on each leg. Okay. Then the reason they say that is because then you can start earning what they call team cycle bonuses. So and every rank that you hit, you know, that increases a little bit, but you can't, you can only make those when you become Emerald and above. So that's why they were saying, you know, and you know, when you're first starting out, they're encouraging you to sign up your friends and your spouse and your family members and just sign them up and they don't have to do anything. You can work the business and da, 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 da. So I was like, okay. You know, it's just kind of strange, you know, that like, oh, my husband's not going to do the business. He has, you know, but I guess I'll sign him up on one leg. And then I signed up a friend on the other. Um, and, you know, and of course, you, you know, you getting to Emerald, um, you know, of course it benefits you a little bit, but it, it benefits the downline. I mean, your upline because the uplines looking, you know, as your downline moves in rank, you're moving in rank. So it's kind of like going up this way, right? It's coming from the bottom and going up, which I thought, you know, 
I think like regular business, it would go this way. Like the money's down here and it kind of goes this way. This way it seemed to go up. <laughs> yeah, you'd be right on that. Um, and also I'd say it, it helps them because they're cycle bonuses. You're yeah. building volume for them with what you buy and with the people underneath you and the people underneath them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it all, and the, the cycle bonus translates into dollars, which you need yeah. 300 points. And as an Emerald coach, you get $14 for every 300 points. Yes. And I believe the highest is 18. So if you're a diamond or above, it's 18 for every yes. time you're 300. Yeah. yeah. So that's by, that was in like February started. So by May, I was diamond. And so I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. Like that wasn't, you know, it was, I didn't think it was easy, but it certainly wasn't. I'm like, oh, I could do this. Like this is, you know, and I had this thing in my head, like, oh, I'll just keep advancing. Like I'll just find more people. And do. And so it, and then I quickly found out that that's not, it wasn't easy because I never got further than that. And, um, but with, so yeah. So the more that you build, you're helping your upline build. So, you know, not that, again, I didn't really have that pressure from mine, but the mindset is, you know, now that I was a coach and I was doing the business, you know, I was being taught, you know, get them to Emerald and then get them to Diamond and, you know, it was like everything to benefit me. And um, of course, at the time I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, I love that. Like, yeah, I want to, I want it to benefit me. Um, And I wasn't really thinking you know, that there's anything wrong with any of this. Like I just, you know, and I went to my first, so every year they do a summit, the, the, um, not the convention. And so I went to that, uh, the first one there in Vegas in 2014 as a diamond. And it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, like, cause I thought, oh, I, I succeeded and what I wanted to do. And, you know, I'm here and, you know, they give you the recognition and they, you know, I mean, Diamond isn't anything like, I mean, it's, it's special if you will, but it's not like, you know, you don't get like, you know, all those accolades that the higher up people do, but you still get recognized in some way. It's just to make you feel better. So you can keep doing it, you know? Um, but then, you know, it, it went well for a while, but like I said, I never hit, I never went further than that. And the funny thing is, over the next couple of years, I was working more. I was working 80 something hours a week. I was doing, I was attending, I was doing like all of the trainings. Like anytime there was a training that I thought could help me, um, you know, get to whether, um, you know, they call elite rank or premier rank. And I, I still don't understand what those are. Can you even believe that? Um, or, oh, you know, brother diet. Well, yeah, you can. So I, I would do it. I'd be like, all right, I'm doing this training. Oh, I'm doing this training. Oh, yep. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do everything. Whatever they tell me to do, I'm going to do it. You want me to add 10 friends a day? I'm going to add 10 friends a day on Facebook. And no matter how much I hated doing that. And this was back in the day when that was still kind of acceptable. Like you would never do that now. Well, people unfortunately still do that now, but you know, I was just doing whatever I needed to do. And I wasn't seeing any, I wasn't seeing any success or any more success. Like all that stuff I did, all the work I did wasn't really, um, to, 
you know, produce anything more. And I was like, what, what's happening? Why? You know, it's interesting that you say all of that because not too long ago, I, um, I don't know if I'd say it was really a reaction to a power hour team call, or if it was more of me breaking it down. And I did that. I did a video on that. And I also took the, and I think they call it something else now, something that has to do with success club, but basically the business activity tracker that, and I oh, broke yeah. it down and that all of that, when I started really looking at it and I was floored, I realized, oh my God, this one little sheet of paper that tells you all the things to do, it all fits the bite model. And if you're not familiar with the BITE model, that's Stephen Hassan, and it stands for behavior control, information control, thought control, and the emotional control. And Stephen Hassan is a cult expert, um, probably one of the leading experts in the world. But I found that yeah. to be just like, holy crap. And then I just started thinking about it. It's like all of that stuff, going to all those trainings, adding all the friends, all the things that we were told to do, that sure keeps you busy. That sure keeps you from really looking at what's actually happening when you're involved in this type of quote business. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And it was, you know, it was like kind of like a distraction. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I didn't know, you know, I didn't realize, you know, I didn't see any of the bad stuff. I, you know, and, and, you know, again, like I said, my, my experience is, you know, nothing compared to some other people's horror stories, but, um, you know, I mean, what happened a couple years later was a big, like, revelation for me. So, summer of 2017, I was sitting at the fourth summit, okay, in New Orleans, at that same rank that I was at the first, very first one knowing how much work and time and energy and money I put in to trying to grow this business and nothing was working. Like I, you know, and, and it was funny because I think we've talked about this and I would tell even my upline, you know, joking around, like, I feel like I'm missing something. Like I always felt like I'm doing all the things, but there's something I'm missing here that I can't seem to figure out. Because I was seeing people who started after me, like going right up, I mean, right up to like top 10. And I'm like, how is that happening when I've been doing this for years, working my tail off and I'm sitting in the same rank? Like, I don't understand. What am I missing? You know, and then you hear, you know, you go and like do like the national wake up calls and you hear the same, it's like the same regurgitated do your personal development, believe in yourself, um, you know, kick those negative fear or those fears out the window. And it's like, yeah, I know. Like <laughs> myself. Yeah. How is, so yes, I have to learn, you know, a, a different mindset, of course, but believing in yourself and telling you, yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do this. And actually believing it, it works to an extent, but it wasn't working. There was no, like, I read so many books and I watched so many things and not, you know, and then the, you know, these top people on the national wake up calls or they would prance around the stages or they would do the workshops at summit, you know, they were all kind of saying the same things. They're like, okay, this is what I do. And every, you know, and I had notebooks full of stuff and like, all right, maybe let me try this. Let me try what she did and see if this, or let me try. 
and it was like, I, I didn't know what, I didn't know what was going on because nothing was working. Yeah. You're like a dog chasing your tail. Yeah. And I'm you like, never oh, get it. <laughs> no, you never, I never get, or like those stupid claw machines. I'm like, here I am. I'm like, not kidding. So that summer I'm sitting at, it was like the opening ceremonies of that uh, summit. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, my husband, it's so funny because he's sitting right next to me. And I was with like, I have, I had at that time, like three coaches under me. And I think two of them were there, two or three of them. I can't remember now. And a couple other people. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching these people who joined way after me up on stage being like, you know, worshiped and, you know, them telling everybody that, oh, anybody can do this and da, 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 da. And, and I'm sitting here going in my head, I'm like, F you, no, 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 that is not true. And all of a sudden, like my face just, my husband said, when he looked over at me, he's like, all of a sudden, like you looked you were fine one second. And then I turned to look at you and you were just, your face was just like, you look like you were ready to cry and explode. And I was like, yeah, cause I felt like that. And I just sat there the rest of it. Like that. I was just like this. I, and, and for the pretty much the remainder of the summit, I was just miserable. I was like, what am I doing here? I was like, should I even bother going to any of these workshops? I might as well just, you know, go on the town and, <laughs> are like nothing I'm like none of it this is all bullshit um but what happened was that triggered that triggered a downward spiral that I went through that summer of pretty much sitting there telling myself I can't even make this work and you know the funny thing is um one of the things that is drilled into your head okay which does not help if you already have a um fragile self-esteem and you struggle with confidence they tell you if you're not succeeding it's your fault you're not doing something right are you do you know it's always like you're not enough you're not doing enough things they'll ask you well are you are you doing this are you doing that you you must not be you know it is you you like it was you know we had to like take the blame and i get when you're growing a business when you're working you do have to take responsibility i get that but I, that's exactly what I was doing. I was doing all of those things and still wasn't succeeding. You know, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I wanted to ask you, because, you know, one of the things, and there was a, um, a well-known Canadian coach, a male Canadian coach. And this is what I think caused me to start having like pains in my neck. And I'm still trying, I've, I have suffered so much from that. Still, yeah. And the message was basically like outwork the other person. And yeah, that's I, what I, I mean, an incredible amount of time trying to do that. And then it was so damaging on me physically, emotionally, yeah. psychologically. I remember that. I remember that. I'm like, why is this? And since I have now put on a bunch of weight because of the pain that I'm in. And it's like, I'm in so much pain. It's like, it's hard for me to just get through the damn day. and so it's like you're told like you said that well what are basically what are you doing wrong and I always remember being told to go back to your why that your why is not strong enough it's like how many times can you rewrite that how many books of personal development how much of that and to me that now on the other side it's like oh that's all to keep you busy all to distract you all to keep you still believing and not quitting an opportunity that you were never going to see success. Yeah. I can talk succeed 
to begin with because it's an illusion. I was very clear on my why. I was super clear on it. I went back to it all the time. I knew exactly. And so I knew back, you know, even back then I'm like, that's not it. That's not it. That is not why. Cause I know what it is. Like I know my why. And I, so yeah. And it was like, you know, in one out of one side of their mouths, they're saying, you know, you got to believe in yourself. You're enough. You know, you have everything that you need inside you and you just have to share it. But then the other side, they're telling you, well, you must not have worked hard enough. If you failed this business, you didn't work hard enough or you didn't do this or you didn't do that. Or, and I'm like, or you're bitter because you failed because you didn't do all the things. And I'm sorry, but I did all and more. I mean, I was working so much that my, my marriage was threatened. My, you know, my, like my kids were neglected, not neglected like that, but spending as much time with them as I thought I would be as a um, working at home person who was working this business that, um, you know, I mean, they all the time would say, you know, this gives you financial freedom and time freedom and freedom, 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 freedom. But yet I had none of that because, and I get like, you do have to, you know, work a lot, you know, especially in the beginning to, you know, benefit from that. The, you know, all that. But I mean, it was like a couple years down the road and I'm doing more and not seeing, a, like if I was seeing like a gradual success, then I could understand, okay, this is how it is. It's, you know, I don't expect to be a millionaire after a couple of years. I just it would have expected to see, you know, kind of like small steps upward. And it wasn't, it was like this. And then eventually it went down like this and I was still doing all the things. So it was like, come on, what is going on? So it just got to the point where, you know, I was questioning everything. I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't even be married. Or I'm like, I'm a crappy mother. I can't even do this and that. And, you know, like the, the one business that really I thought in the beginning was, you know, gave me, you know, helped me with my self-esteem and my confidence. And it did, but it also destroyed it right? It, it, it destroyed it at that point. So, um, I, I just, I, I, I was just like, I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, thankfully, you know, I will tell you, you know, one of the good things about being in that business was it taught me a lot about social media. <laughs> so, and when my husband and other, other friends of mine are saying, yeah, that's what you should be doing. You, you know, you, and so that's kind of where I got into that. I was like, you know what? you're right. Like I can be making a difference in other people's lives doing this and helping other people grow their own businesses and not have like, and you know, and I still work hard, but it's not as a struggle as it was with Beachbody. And, you know, and of course through that experience, I'm thinking, you know, I'm hearing things like, well, only, you know, not like less than 1% or whatever succeed. And you know, 99.7 don't make a profit. And of course, you know, back then I was like, well, I'm going to be that negative 1% or whatever. I'm going to be in that, you know, cause they tell you that they're like, oh, you can have this. And it's funny. They, they, you know, they prance around like the top people and, you know, tell you, you could have this. And it's like, no, you can't, not everybody can. 
it's pretty impossible. And, you know, unless you cheat your way up to the top, which was happening and still is happening. Um, you know, I'm not going to mention names, but I know for a fact, there's a couple of, well, there are a lot of them by their Instagram followers and likes. Um, now a lot of them, I don't see a lot, but some of them right now are getting their accounts deactivated because of that, because so their Instagram accounts. Yep. And oh, too bad. So sad. You know, there's yeah. a part of me that does, <laughs> there is really a part of me yeah. that feels bad for them. And the reason I feel bad for them is that because I know that they have been indoctrinated and gone yeah. through, you know, a personality transformation because of the cultic tactics that, you know, they endured and they are now doing some really horrible things all because of MLM. It's yeah. you know, like if, if they were just regular people that we just met, they probably wouldn't be like that, but it's because of no. MLM. They yeah. start doing some really, you know, I would say unscrupulous type things. Yep. And you yep. know, the problem always goes, all roads point back to the business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, they were getting, you know, they get desperate. They get desperate. They're trying to, you know, reach a certain rank. So they're going to do whatever they can. You know, they cheat their way. They, you know, bribe like okay whoever you know like they sign up uh fake people or they sign up friends of theirs and um I don't know I think you you did a video on one of them yeah um a while back about kind of like what one of them did to you know get to a certain rank you know like whoever signs up gets like you know the a gift certificate or something, or they bribe or they pay, you know, I'll sign, I'll sign you up and I'll pay for your stuff or whatever. Right. It's just things like that. You did a video on that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know all the details. Uh, I did but... a video of someone getting to 15 star diamond. Yes. yes. Yeah. So you have, you know, the company prancing these people around telling you that you can do this, but they're failing to let you know how they got there. <laughs> you know, whether you're cheating your way to the top or, you come into the company with a following already. Like, I don't know, maybe you're a backup dancer for Britney Spears or you used to model um, and you had a following or you were in beauty pageants and you had a following um, or maybe like your sister is one of the, the um, master trainers. Like, you know, your sister was probably the creator of Twin Day Fix. I'm just saying. And, you know, or your sister, uh, created Pio and you're getting up there, like, come on, I'm sorry, but you can't tell me, you can't, you can't tell me that this company or that business, right. And at least in this business, um, when people come in and they tell you, everybody is on the same level playing field, everybody starts and they have equal, you know, uh, it's a lie. Uh, yeah, I, I can't speak today, but you have, <laughs> chance of success, right? No, no, you don't. No, you don't. You either get in early, very early, and you make all this money and you create this huge downline where now you don't even have to do anything because all those people are making you money and you just sit pretty in your, with your house renovation in Florida. I'm not mentioning who that is, but I'm sure you can guess. And, um, you know, not really doing much. Um, certainly not helping their downline. Right. Alanda. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's, 
it's ridiculous. And then, you know, and then you have these people, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, you can have this too. And you just have to work really hard and da, 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 da. No, no. I came in, nobody knew, you know, I didn't tell people I did this. And yes, you did. And even if you didn't, people knew, like, you can't tell me that if your sister is one of the creator, a creator of one of the programs that you're not, that people aren't going to want to join your team. Yeah. If you get in early enough where you have like the number one team, that gives you an advantage because people all, everyone wants to join that team. They want to be on that team. So, you know, that, that made me think of something last week. I um, interviewed my friend, Heather. She's a wine broker here in Houston and you know, the, her friends, they are also wine brokers. They're in wine sales and stuff. Well, she knows a bunch of them are doing rodent in fields. They've been in sales for like 20 years. So you think they don't have like, you know, a huge network of people. And that's the thing is that, you know, if you come into this business and you're already have been in sales or, you know, you have, you know, you were, I don't know, maybe an actress um, in Mexico, or maybe you were a lingerie model, or maybe um, you were married to a professional baseball player. I mean, all of those things do come into play. I mean, they can't not, you know, they, they can't not. And to say that you and me, we have the same chance as someone people. like that. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, 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 it absolutely, it absolutely is a uh, complete BS because, you know, we worked so hard and didn't see anything close to that kind of success. And, you know, and it's funny when you look at these top people, they all have, a, not similar, but you look and you say, okay, there's something there that helped them get there, right? Um, there are a few, like the top one. I don't think she really was anything before that, but um, she must have, she maybe had like a network or something, but she started, well, the top one, she's not top anymore, but she started, you know, way down and she's not top anymore. The one that's top now, I don't, I, I honestly have, no idea. Well, I know there's one that was no a idea. medical sale. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you're in, I know there was one, um, and you're going to know who I'm talking about. She was in pharmaceutical sales. And so she's written a lot about Shakeology. If you yep, were in pharmaceutical exactly. sales, you know how to sell. And you're telling us, but, oh, you don't need to sell. You're just sharing. Yeah. That's a bunch yeah. of hooey. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not a salesperson. You know, and it's funny, like one of, cause you know, they give you all these, you know, these scripts and these little things that you can tell people. And one of them was, if somebody were to say, I'm not a salesperson, you're supposed to tell them good. Cause you don't have to be, or, oh, I'm not either. I'm not either. Or I'm an introvert or what's the other one. Um, I don't know. Like, and then there's the whole guilt about, you know, like we were told not they didn't come out and say, make people feel guilty, but it was like, if people were complaining about the cost of Shakeology, which by the way, is pretty expensive, you know, a, if people, so one of the things that pharmaceutical rep would tell people is if you're getting, and she wasn't the only one, by the way, if you're getting pushback from the, from the, um, 
the cost of psychology, then there's something you're not doing or you're not, uh-huh. or you believe, or you don't believe that it's worth the money. And of course I'm sitting there going, I think, you know, back then I think it's worth the money, but I don't, maybe deep down, I just didn't think that, but like there was nothing else like I was doing to warrant that. And yet, well, I never get a price objections. You know, they like brag about that. And I'm thinking, well, then tell me what's your secret. Like, tell me what you're doing that you're not getting price objections. And of course they could never come up with, you know, anything tangible. You know, that's why I kept saying, I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. Yeah. Run around and you would get, you know, generic, vague explanations. And there was no, like, no step by step, do this, do that. And, you know, what does that tell you? You know, of course, they're not going to reveal the fact that they have advantages and that's why they got to where they are. And they're not going to reveal the fact that you actually are their customer. Oh yeah. That's another thing. They're not going to say that. Yeah. They want you to keep buying because that benefits them. And literally, I mean, the coaches, the coach network, they are the customers to team beach body. It's yep. not like people are running around all over the place. Can't wait to get a Beachbody product. Nobody except for the coach network gives a flying monkey's butt about it. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and that's funny that you should mention that Alonda, because, you know, I look at the summit and I look at even the supposedly earned trips and they're on your own dime. Yeah. So the earned trips. Yeah. I'm sure there's a small percentage that would go on the success club trips, um, you know, without having to pay for anything, but you have to at least put down a deposit, a non-refundable deposit. If you get qualified for these trips. So I was qualified for a trip years ago. It was a, I don't remember cruise or something. And I was like, Oh great. This is awesome. I get a free trip, you know, whatever. I worked hard. This is awesome. And of course, as I was learning more about it, not so much because not only did I need to put a, a deposit of, I don't even remember what it was. It was like three, $400 deposit down or non-refundable or something. I don't know. I can't remember the exact amount. You can find it on Beachbody's website because they have all the terms and conditions about the trip. Um, then I also realized through that, that I only earned a spot. I only earned like the privilege of attending this trip. I still had to fork over like $1,200 to go on this earned trip. So I didn't go. I didn't go. I'm like, you know, and, and it's like, you know, you look at the, the documentation on that and it tells you, you know, how much rooms are and all this stuff. I'm like, if this is a trip, why would there be prices? Like what my husband does, he actually gets free trips for his sales team. And we don't see prices of anything. They just send you the agenda. You sign up, you pick your activity, you pick, you know, all these cool things that you want to do. They book your hotel, your flight, all the foods included, everything is paid for unless you go and like do extra things and go shopping and things like that. But other than that, we never had to put a deposit. Everything was paid for earned trip from, you know, the evil corporate America. So then that's just like my husband, when he goes to different vineyards, I mean, 
He stays at the vineyards. Granted, we will, you know, we pay for his flight and his rental car, you know, because, but when he goes there, because they want him getting that wine for the restaurant where he works at, yeah, everything is, you know, taken care of. He is not laying out a dime for that. They are taking care of him and they yeah. want him to be there. And it, it, it is, it's a perk of the job. It's like, cause most people don't get to just come and go and do what he does. It's right. based on what his, you know, position is in the wine world of what he does. I mean, other people who are in the wine world can do that too, but it's not like, just like you and your husband, you couldn't go and do like the things that he does sort, right. sort of a thing. But yeah, I mean, absolutely 10,000% what you're saying, you know, um, in the corporate world, if you get a trip, that trip is paid for. I've gone on trips before. They paid for my flight. They paid for my hotel. They paid for my meals. They paid for everything. MLM, not the case. No. And, you know, and it's funny because even trainings, like, okay, so Summit is like the big event of the year that they pretty much are in your face about the whole year that you should go. Like, you have to go. Your business will explode. Oh my God. <laughs> you must not be committed. You must not really think, um, you know, you must not be too serious about your business if you don't want to go. You need to go no matter what, if, like if you're in labor, <laughs> but you know, like they don't care. They want you there. Like people brag about bringing like their two month old babies to, and like breastfeeding them. Not that there's anything wrong with breastfeeding. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're feeding them during the, the workshops, you know, and they can't, I mean, it's like, you can't even enjoy, you know, being a mom with a newborn because you're like, pretty much guilted and forced into going on these stupid trips that by the way, you have to pay for, you have to pay for, you know, usually in business when the company, you know, sends you on a trip to learn, to, you know, move your career forward. It's usually paid for. Right. But not with summit, you have to pay for it. And you know, and of course, like the higher ranks get to choose everything first and, you know, they get the best of the best. And then by the time they get to us peons, you know, we kind of get the scraps of whatever's left, like the rooms, you know, I'll never forget, like every time we had to book hotel rooms, how stressful it was because by then there was usually nothing left that was under $500. Wow. Yeah. And you know, what always really chapped my butt was the fact that Shakeology was there but you had to pay. You had to pay for it. And then even like the core, the core is the shop where it has like, you know, different outfits and you just, just different beach body type stuff that you can buy, you know, paraphernalia. And I thought when I saw the prices, I was basically like, do me, are you kidding? I mean, this is insane because I'm thinking, okay, you know what? Because we're here, everything should be at a reduced rate. You would think. Nay, nay. Nay, nay, not the case. No, no, no. It's basically, there's a huge vacuum cleaner and you walk into the auditorium and it just sucks out all the money from your bank account. Seriously, that is an analogy. And that's exactly what it was because then there was like a hierarchy order to get into this core to buy. Yes. Of course, you know. Based on success club. Yeah, based on your rank in the company get first dibs. So by the time, again, us peons got into the car, everything was picked over and nothing really left. And so, and it was so annoying because the lines in there were so long and people were like waiting to get in like six hours. It was just, I was like, what? This is so ridiculous. And yeah, of course I was one of them. I did that. 
I tried to do that. I would get mad that I couldn't, you know, and I would be like, okay, next year I'm going to be at this rank so I can get in. And it was just like all this false, you know, it was like, it's kind of like you're thinking of how you're going to, you know, it's like false sense of success, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to succeed because I want to succeed or because I want all the pomp and circumstance that comes along with it. Well, I realized that's what I wanted. I wanted the attention. I wanted to be on that stage. I wanted to be recognized. I wanted, you know, I wanted to walk around with the lanyard with like the 600 different, like, you know, what are they called? The uh, ribbons, you know, it looked like ribbons and things you had on your landlord, the more important you were, you know? And it was like all of this surface level stuff that, you know, obviously, you know, and they, they prance that around you, the, you know, the top 10 trips to like, you know, the South of France or Bora Bora and, you know, all of these, all the glamorous, like I remember one at the time, um, or one of them, one of the top, she was a top coach. I think you know who I'm talking about, Alanda, um, years ago. And, you know, she was bragging, although she says that she doesn't brag, but she literally does. She was bragging on Facebook about going to the corporate office in California and getting an all expenses paid limo driven day on Rodeo complete with like purses and watches, or I don't remember what it was. And I was like, these are the types of things that are thrown in your face and made to think that that could be you someday. And for the majority of us, it's not going to happen. It's not. Well, you know, I have um, a, a theory and, you know, just, just play with me with this theory because I was there in New Orleans when you were there, we didn't see each other, but I was there. That was the summit that I went to. And I remember being in this big parade based on the team that I was on. And there's going to be another parade um, this summit. That's going to be, they're going to be back in New Orleans. And there was like a little get together only if you had, were at a particular place within success club and, you know, you had at least, you know, the rank of Emerald and I never could get past that, let alone hold it. But anyway, went to this little affair and it was, you know, like it was great food and it was great drinks and everything. But I have a feeling that, the coach who hosted all of that didn't really pay for it. I think corporate did. I think corporate does those things to make it look like, look, you can have all, all of this type stuff because I really believe, and you know, this is based on like Robert Fitzpatrick's research stuff from um, Dr. John Taylor, that they're not having the success that they put out there on social media that we think they're having. It's all fake. It's all smoke and mirrors so that you think that's what it is, but I think it's really something else. And probably for corporate, doing all of that would be a write-off for them anyway. So oh, yeah. that's just no. what my theory is. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that actually makes a lot of sense. So I will say, um, you know, I, you know, if you're succeeding and you're doing great in your business and your company, yes, I, I definitely feel it's important to be recognized and celebrated. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think you should be. But just the way it's gone about in, in there is really suspect. And yes, absolutely, I will tell you that a lot of these people, what they show on social media is an emphasized version of what is really happening. I don't know any other type of business where you would post like a 
picture of your paycheck and just blurring out the, the amount and saying, your company pay you every week? <laughs> well, like, like, well, does your company pay down, every three hours? It's like, who cares? I mean, if I broke it down, yeah, I get the paycheck every two weeks or once a month or however you do it. But if I broke it down, I, yeah, I, I do get paid weekly. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. and it was just stuff like that. And like, you know, some of the things that I've seen and heard, you know, again, I'm not going to mention names, but proof that I've seen that these people are saying that they're making all this money. And then the numbers just don't seem to match. The income disclosures don't match. Um, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're blowing this out of proportion. And not only that, but one of the things I find hilarious that a lot of them do, and I used to do it, um, is they kind of, in a way, embellish their little sob story. So we all have like a story of how we got to where we are and this and that. And, you know, obviously it's very motivational to hear that. But, you know, I've heard um, from other coaches when they're giving advice on this type, kind of topic, I've heard straight from their mouths to, say, to, to tell people to play it up a little bit. Play that up a little bit, you know, because I never had like a, I wasn't never like a bankrupt whatever. And I didn't have all this stuff happening to me. I just wanted to lose weight. You know, I didn't have a sob story. And, you know, it was like, well, you know, play up what you do have or play up what, you know, talk about your struggle, you know, turning 40 and this and that and really like play that up. Okay. That's kind of odd. So I did, I thought, okay. Cause I was trying to do everything I was supposed to be doing. So that was one of them, but you know, and it's funny because some of the, some of these people who do that, like their stories change a little bit. It's like, well, but yeah, I thought, I thought you I thought you were, um, I thought you were broke bartender. I thought, wait a minute, the last time you told this story, you weren't married. Now you're, you know, there's just like inconsistent. And these are like, I'm just making these up. Cause again, I don't want to give people's names away. Or if I say what it is, people might know who I'm talking about, but I'm just, so I'm making up those examples, but there's a lot of inconsistencies with people's stories. And eventually, if you're lying about that, there's going to be inconsistencies. People are going to start to catch on and be like, wait a minute, didn't you in that other post say that, you know, so it's just, it's, it's really, it's really upsetting because, you know, I didn't want to make anything up. I mean, again, I was my upline never told me to do that. This was trainings I was in with other teams and other people way up here who were telling us things well, that's interesting because I think, that, and I'm never going to say his name right, but the book is um, Influence, A Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. I don't know. Can you see that? I need to bring it up. Robert, yeah, I can't see the, okay. the last name, but yeah. Anyway, this book, and I need to get more into that because it's all about the psychology of persuasion, which is used both in marketing, definitely used in MLM. And one of the things that I've been noticing when I do some of the deep dives that I do, because the person who heads the MLM, they always have some sort of story that tugs at the heartstrings. 
Now, I have not seen that from Carl Deichler, who is, you know, head honcho of Beachbody. But I mean, I have seen that time and time again when I look into these different MLMs. The one that I did on the, um, the funeral insurance MLM, that person definitely had a rags to riches. So Wait, there's, there's a funeral insurance MLM? Yes, there is. <laughs> yes, multi-sure, multi-sure. It's in South Africa. Yeah. Um, I yep. know that. Now you know it, <laughs> as there is a sanitary napkin MLM. I mean, there is just literally, I found one that's on diapers. I mean, you think of it, it's out there. It is just bizarre. <laughs> but my point is, is that when I start looking at these people, it's like I see that same kind of thing like you're talking about from the coaches. Of It's like, and I'm going, huh, I can't validate this anywhere else. This is the only place that I see it. So how do I know this is even real? I'm yeah. finding it difficult to just accept it because it just comes out of their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and for a lot of these people who lie about it, a lot of other stuff that I've seen on social media, kind of hard, you know, and, and, and the, the crazy thing is with this type of business, you know, I have clients who are in this type of business. So I have to be, you know, honest with them. You know, I mean, I help them. I, you know, it's hard to, um, you know, there's certain things I just can't, they just, I can't teach them because it's not going to work. So, you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm just, I'm just teaching them the right way to present themselves on social media. I'm teaching them the right, you know, the right way to brand themselves. So they're not really, you know, associated with the company, like, yeah. you know, on the, you know, and things like that. Um, and, you know, kind of encouraging them to, you know, um, you know, play up their skills and their, you know, things that they love to do and love to talk about and kind of put those on the front end and kind of keep the other stuff, you know, and yeah, cause I'm not going to sit there and tell them, you know, you shouldn't do this because a lot of them love to do it. And I'm not, I'm, it's not my job to tell them no, but um, tell them, you know, you shouldn't do this, but you know, I, I am, you know, I just want them to learn the proper way to use social media, you know, to be yourself. And, you know, one of the things that I see a lot happening that I used to do and I'm telling my clients not to do this, you know, in a, in that type of business, you know, you're told to document every single waking moment. Yeah. And I used to do that. And that's one of the reasons that I missed out on stuff and I wasn't present because I was literally watching my children grow up through my phone because it I wears was, you out. Yeah. And so, you know, and I still see people doing that on a daily basis. They're literally every single waking moment, you know, they're in bed in the hospital, just about to give birth. And they're posting about how they just, you know, sign up a new person or, you know, they're posting pictures of themselves in the NICU with their twin babies who those poor things. And they're sitting on a chair in the NICU with their laptop and they're talking about how they're on team calls. And I'm just like, but I thought you have this life where you have the freedom to be present with your kids. And here you are doing all of these things where it looks the opposite. And who, so if you're trying to, so like if you're trying to attract people to want to work with you or to grow your team and you, and they see you sitting in the NICU with your computer on your lap with one of your babies in your arms and you're conducting a team call, you're on a team call or whatever. That's not a selling point. 
It seems a little bit exhausting, but you know, the thing is, is when I know when I was in it, I know when you were in it, all of those things seemed normal. That was, yeah, it did. It, it, that was like, okay, that's just what you do. You that's don't you do. realize it when you're doing it, that it's horrifying to other people because yeah. you've already yeah. surrounded yourself with like-minded people. Right. The yes people, people are going to tell you. Yeah. And you're all doing the things that you're told and you have no idea because it's keeping you active within that bubble and it's not allowing you to do, have critical thinking skills. Your critical thinking skills actually have been shut down and you cannot see that your behavior is deplorable because you're blinded by the MLM glasses that you're wearing. Yeah. And and that's, that's exactly it. And it's like, you know, and, and, you know, and, and it's funny because I, I, I don't want to blame, like, I don't like to blame, I feel like they're, vic- like you said, like they're victims too, like they're caught up in this and they're brainwashed into thinking that, you know, this is what you should be doing. And it's like, you know, like, I know there's one coach, who, one of them who buys a lot of her likes and followers and stuff. And she's like constantly, you know, posting like these strange you know, videos of herself dancing like half naked and things like that. And I'm thinking, and she has two boys and I'm thinking, what if when your sons grow up and they see this, like, don't you, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't think you, you can be successful in anything without having to be like glued to social media on your phone. And, and that's come from somebody who does social media for a living. Cause I can tell you on the weekends, I can't even, I don't even want to look like I've, you know, I don't, I use it for my business and I use, but lately I've been, you know, doing a little bit of it less because it can get too much. It can become toxic. It can become toxic. And I don't feel like I need to be on it all the time, even though I do that for a living. I mean, because that's why I do it for a living. But you know, when I work with clients, I tell them like, don't feel like, I know maybe your upline's telling you this. Don't feel like you have to do that. You know, I tell, I kind of, (laughs) Part of it, I kind of like teach them the opposite of what they're. (laughs) You're like like, the anti-upline. Yeah. Like if your upline is telling you to add two friends or or 10 friends every day, don't do that. Don't do that. Now you're going to ruin your entire presence on Facebook and the algorithm is going to be all screwed up. You know, if they're telling you to post all these spammy products and promote and this and that, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, um, It just doesn't, it's just, you know, because I don't think a lot of these companies realize, you know, the, what Facebook especially is not willing to tolerate anymore. I think they just, all they care about is wanting their people to make the money and they don't care. And you're not going to succeed if, if you're one of those types of people that are just throwing. Well, I, I think that goes back to the people who don't have the following that come into this type of business, because I can yeah. remember having that desperate feeling of yes. like, I've got to do X, Y, and Z because that's how I'm going to become popular yep. and be seen. And you know, what's so interesting and sorry, my bra is like bothering me. Um, <laughs> okay. Kind of comical too, is that so much of what I learned when I was a beach body coach and none of that stuff worked. But now that I'm doing YouTube, it's like, okay, well, all of that works, but it works when somebody actually wants to hear what you have to say. Yes. 
You know, nobody wanted to hear me talk about Beachbody. They did not want any kind of conversation about that. But, you know, now people just find me because I I talked to a reporter a couple of weeks ago and they're like, so what are you doing to grow? And I'm like, it's all natural and organic. I I don't really, you know, I'm not doing anything. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not trying to, when I was a Beachbody coach, oh my God. I mean, I was running around all over the place and, you know, just wearing myself out, trying to somehow, you know, get stuff in a way that people would see me and I wasn't seen. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. You know, um, you know, cause I know for a fact when I was, you know, I would get blocked, I would get hidden, I would get unfriended. I look back at, you know, some of the, cause I'm still cleaning up my friends list from way back then. And so I'll look and see, okay, did I, was I, um, when was the last time I had a conversation and messenger with this person? And I'd look it up and it would be like, all of these messages that were unanswered that I sent, Hey girl, just checking in. Hey girl, just wanted to know. Hey girl. And it was like, Oh my God, was I, you know, and it was like, I was, I was horrible. But again, that's what we were taught to do. Yeah. And the desperation and, you know, and, and these girls and some men too, you know, they're, it's drilled in their head. You have to do this. You have to film yourself from the NICU. You have to, you know, keep working up until the end. You, you, you absolutely should be working your business while you're on vacation. It's like, but I thought a vacation, I wasn't, I'm confused now. I thought I was supposed to. Well, you know, I keep thinking it must really, uh, there must be so much that sucks being at the top. And I'm going back a few years to 2017 when a lot of beach body coaches were leaving to go to direct sellers. Oh, yes, I remember that. You remember that. And I can remember that year, the the top coach, so you know who I'm talking about, she came on social media and talked about why people were leaving. And it was just all this smoke and mirrors about getting people to stay within Beachbody. But, you know, once you are one of these top earners, so to speak, you now become a spokesperson for the company. Yeah. You now have to put out the fires that come up. That becomes your responsibility because they're not doing it. Nope. It becomes and pressure. Yeah. And that pressure to, to stay there and to sustain all of that, that house of cards. And it's just, you know, I mean, it's because you're going to have people leave. People are, you know, it's, it's a rotating, you know, a revolving door and, you know, just that pressure to keep everything afloat all the time. And, you know, and, and, you know, one of the things I don't like about it and I've heard, and I used to say this stuff too, was, you know, the, the fact that they put down corporate America so much and I'm like, I'm the first one to admit I used to, and I still, you know, don't think I would ever want to go back to that, to that type of job. But I will tell you, you know, they put it down so much, but those jobs, you're getting a steady paycheck, you get insurance, you get paid time off. And I don't think they realize that each body is run by a corporation. So they're, right? they're coming from the evil corporation. Well, and not only that, I mean, when you start doing the math and God forbid, you don't want to do the math, you know, they want you to stop doing math when you get into Beachbody or any other MLM is that when you look at the time that you're putting into it in the many different ways, whether you are reaching out to people, whether you're going into your, no matter what you're doing, you are making less than minimum wage. 
You are. Oh, I could have been making more money working at Burger King. Hands yeah. down. For all the hours a week I was working, like 80 plus hours, you know, my husband would be like, do you realize that you're making below poverty level? And you're in your office all the time. And you're in a, a yeah, I know. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Why, what? You know, and like I said before, if I would see, if I was seeing a steady, you know, yeah, increase over the time, I, I, I could see that. Okay. There's some, like with the business I'm in now, I'm not like all the way up, but I'm seeing a small, but steady increase. Yeah. And that, and, and that is proof that the work I'm doing, you know, I'm working hard and it's, it's paying off and it's working. The other thing wasn't, and I was doing, I was actually working a lot more doing that and wasn't even remotely seeing it. And I was actually losing money. I was losing money. Oh yeah, me too. And you know what? I really just want to slap someone if they say, oh, well, you just didn't work hard enough. Yeah. I hear that all the time. It's like, no, those are fighting words. I, Yeah. I, that makes me so mad that high and mighty, well, you just not be working hard enough. And then, well, I, I get that in my comments on my YouTube videos that I can tell oh, I these are, these that. are like low level yeah. type, you know, there, there are Huns that they, they believe the thing right now because, because they believe the thing. Like I once believed the yeah. thing, you know, and it just comes from, and it's the same thing I would have said to someone, you know, I mean, I oh, said I those have. exact same things. Yeah. And I would say, I'm like, you know, I wouldn't say it in a mean way, but I would, be like, you know, this is, you know, our, you're hundred percent responsible for your success and that in this business and this, it's always like in this business, in this business. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it, you know, and it was funny because, you know, as a, when I was a coach and I had people, you know, I had coaches under me and here I am, you know, they're struggling, they're struggling. And that was hard for me to, help them succeed because I was struggling too. And I understood the, 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 you know, the, the issues that they were facing, you know, like the, the crickets they would hear from their posts and things. And they weren't, you know, I understood all that and I saw, and I knew I'm like, it's hard. And I was doing, I was going through that too. And it was like, how can I help them be successful when I can't? Right. Right. You know, and it was just, so, you know, and, and even to this day, I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I get it. You know, when I hear my clients say, you know, they're struggling, I'm like, I get it. I understand. I understand. So here's what you do instead, you know? Um, but it's, it's, it was really, really frustrating. And I felt really bad. Well, you know, I, I think of you, cause you were trying to keep, go, go back to diamond. Cause I know you fell off of that rank and you didn't maintain that just like I didn't like lousy little emerald, but, um, about 74% of the people in the network don't even make it to like the first rank of the world. So, I mean, at least I did that, you know, (laughs) for whatever that was. But the way that I think about it now, and I may have said this to you, I may not have, but you know, there'll probably be people listening that has not heard me say this. So I'm going to say it again, is I think of in multi-level marketing, it's like playing Jenga. You're looking to build your tower. But as you're building your tower, there's pieces that are coming out. So now you're trying to shove another piece in. It's yeah. like you're always trying to keep it, you know, going. And yeah. that the energy that it takes you mentally, emotionally, psychologically, all the leads, 
It yeah. is beyond draining. And I mean, I know for me, I know my ego took a hit. I know I am not recovered from it. I know psychologically that MLM damaged me. And I think there's a lot of people walking around that are very damaged and they have no idea that they're damaged from MLM. I, I yeah. really strongly believe that. Because, you know, I mean, it's not like um, once people leave, and there's some people that like leave one, go to another, go to another, go to another, or there's someone's like, I tried it. Nope, not for me. But even so, I think that there's people that that has an impact on you, a long lasting impact to this ripple effect that you don't even know. Because I find myself, I think, overreacting to certain things. And I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but I know it's because of what I went through and I'm like, whoa, where is that coming from? Yeah. Why am I, why is this hitting me like that? And yeah. I know it's because of that experience. Yeah. It can, it, you know, it's almost like you're more sensitive to things, but you know, it's, it's where, you know, you, you're just, you're broken because, yeah. you know, again, you feel like you couldn't, you know, and I know, you know, and I will, I will admit it's definitely not for everybody. You really have to, you know, cause I mean, you look at the people who have succeeded or, or are successful, it, you know, that's not for everybody. And I know maybe a lot of them really just go out and pound the pavement and, and, and just harass, I don't know. I don't want to say harass, but you know, whatever. Well, I will. They harass. You know, <laughs> I will. <laughs> you know, they, I don't know. I just, I just couldn't stomach I just couldn't stomach it for myself. I well, I, I think that success at what cost? Yes. Yes. That's yes. You yes. know, what, what does it do to yes. you? And that, mm-hmm. and that's the part that I'm trying to get to is that it's, yes. it's damaging them in some way. It is. And it's ruining, you know, it ruined, I mean, it almost ruined my marriage. It ruins people's relationships with, you know, and like, I don't know. I just feel that my own, like, and again, I want to speak from my own experience, you know, I can't speak for anybody else's, but it definitely, it definitely put me in a dark place for a while. And I'm still like you trying to come out of that. I still question, you know, what I do. And, um, you know, I'm kind of always looking behind my back and go, okay, did I do that right? Or, you know, I understand like I'm responsible for my success, but and it's a very different way of doing it than what I was before. And, yeah. you know, I think having that pressure of, you know, that competition, even though they tell you you're not in competition with anybody. Yes, you are. Oh, you are. Yeah, you I mean, are. I guess you're in competition with people no matter what you do. But, you know, you're, you're recruiting people who are going to be in direct competition with you. You know, my friend, Monica, Monica Sabita, she also is a former Beachbody coach and she has a channel and she told me a story. I don't know if it was, maybe it was through text or maybe it was on one of her videos. I can't remember. If you don't um, subscribe to Monica, you should just letting you guys know. (laughs) And if you're listening to this on Anchor or through Spotify or something, then look her up on YouTube. She's amazing. Anyway, there was at one point she told me that um, because of how saturated the market was with Beachbody coaches, Three people were all pitching to the same person. Yeah, not surprised. You know, I mean, what do you do if you're that person? And then I thought about when the person I signed up with, we lived in the exact same complex and we'd go down to the office where we lived in the apartments and people knew what we quote did. How would they choose between the two of us? There we are. Yeah. We're both there. You know, I mean, yeah, it's like you are in competition. 
You are, you absolutely are. And, and, you know, and like I said, I get that in any business there's going to be, but when it is one of the things they tell you that's not happening, right? You're not in, you know, they're like, okay, you know, with this type of business, you don't have to worry about market oversaturation. You don't have to worry about being in competition with, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You don't have to worry, you know, everybody starts at the same thing and they can all have the best chance, you know, the same chance of success. No, you can't, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's highly impossible. And, you know, maybe just find your tribe, Andrea, just find your tribe. I mean, maybe <laughs> there's still that missing piece that I'll never find out what I, what, what, what it was that I just couldn't make it work. But I mean, I'm not the only one. I hear it daily yeah. from people with the same exact struggles and the same exact problems and feeling as if they just, they're spinning their wheels and then they are, you know, and it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. I don't, you know, <coughs> excuse me. I just, you know, I see it all the time. I see on social media all the time you know, what people are doing and, you know, and I know their intentions obviously are good. They, they want to make money. They want, you know, they, they want a, a life of freedom and financial freedom and, you know, they want all the things, right. They want all that stuff. I mean, you know, and, and the thing that kills me more than anything, I think is, you know, you go into that type of business, you know, you go in Beachbody and, you know, even though, you know, you say, you might say, well, it's a, it's a pyramid scheme. And they're going to say, oh, but those are illegal. Yeah. We've and, got a product. Right. It doesn't matter if you have a product. That life, that fantasy life that is drilled into, that's pranced in front of you at all of these events, that's like you hear, I mean, you're, it's like the propaganda all the time, right? That life that they're telling you that is, that's achievable, right, is only achievable through recruiting for a team. You can't make that level, at least in Beachbody, that level of uh, income that they're telling people, you know, the, the million club, the six figure, whatever, just by selling the products. Well, number one, nobody really wants the products outside of the network for any multi-level marketing company. I mean, that's the number one problem right there. Nobody wants a product. There's, there's not a run for the products. Number two, <laughs> you only can sell those products if you do, like you said, recruit people. And it depends on endless chain recruitment. And yeah. then, of course, once you recruit someone in, then they are going to consume the products. It's the self-consumption of the products but still getting you to believe that somehow other people would want to buy them. And there's, there's several different things that I've seen um, either stories told to me or whatever of people who they just wanted to sell the products. And then they realized there was no way they could really get anywhere with only selling the products. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's all, if I was just able to do that, I probably would have stayed longer. I probably would have been fine. Cause you know, I mean, the people who at least the people that I met and talked to, you know, they, they liked the workout programs. They, some of them, not a lot of them liked the Shakeology. I, I, that was a very hard sell, but they liked the workout program and that was fine. I, you know, like 
but you can't even succeed in that business just with the workout program. Like no. that company was built on fitness programs, yet you can't pretty much qualify for any kind of, you know, bonus or, um, you know, big income potential without selling that Shakeology. No, no. It's all about getting people on auto ships. That all about getting so if I could, if I could make, you know, if I could make the same living, you know, good, you know, people buying the fitness program and they just wanted to get healthy and I could help them do that. That would have been fine. I would have loved that, but nobody wanted to do the business because at that point they were smarter than me and they already knew like, I'm not, or they, they did it and they're like, Oh, screw that. I'm not doing that. Um, either I could, or, or like I said, very little liked the shakes. They couldn't afford the shakes. I can't believe that I paid for that stinking shake for as long as I did. And I mean, after I lost my job and everything and didn't have that income, I mean, it was a financial struggle. And yet still for several years, I did whatever I could and I bought that stinking shake. Well, they tell you, I mean, they tell you, put it on a credit card. They basically are telling you to go in debt because, you know, they're saying, oh, well, you're, you must not think you're worth $140 a month. Yeah. Or, you oh, know, you've got to be a product so of the product. So-and-so had $5 in a bank account. Oh and my she's God. Still, and it's like, I couldn't, and I never, I'm, I could never tell somebody to look into going into debt. Yeah. I couldn't either. Because I wanted to rank up and that's, you know, and that's, that was just, I did not like that when I would hear people say that and then they would guilt you, you know? Oh, well, you know, you don't think you're worth 140 or, you know, maybe you, maybe instead of, you know, we were always told maybe instead of going to Starbucks, don't go to Starbucks. You don't need your Starbucks. Go, go buy your shake. It's much more healthier. Or they'd be like, oh, you get your nails done. You get your hair done, but you're not going to go. They use gaslighting on you. Are you kidding me? First of all, the, the, the biggest one that I thought was very interesting was how they compare it to a value meal at McDonald's. (laughs) So here we are. Psychology, what, breaks down to what? Like four something a serving? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Um, The average value meal at McDonald's or whatever is, what, six, five, six bucks. So it's a little bit more than the shake. So they're saying, oh, but you can spend X, Y, and Z on that. Just buy the shakes and you're going to be spending less a meal because it's only four something a serving per six something a serving. And I'm thinking, yeah, only if the person is having a value meal every single day. Right. Are not very many. I mean, maybe there are people out there who eat it every day, but the average person, at least my clients, were not eating that every day. They weren't even drinking Starbucks like that every day. So that's such a bad comparison. But you don't realize it's a bad comparison. No, at the I time. didn't at the time. Yeah, no, I did because you're doing all the things that you're told. And I said, doing everything I I thought I needed to do, and none of it friggin' worked. And my best friend was Google. I I have I still have so many stinking Google Docs of stuff that I found because I was going to find the way to unlock this nut. That doesn't even make sense. But I mean, (laughs) I was. How do you unlock a nut? I don't know, but I was trying. You're cracking. You're yeah, trying that's to crack. what I was, I was cracking that nut. <laughs> but that's it. That's it. Again, because we felt like there was this one little, everything else 
right? I'd find the secret if I kept looking. If I just, I will find it. I will do whatever it takes. And I never found it. Did you? No. No. God, you know I I didn't. I still don't know what it is. Like, I still don't hear them saying what it is. Well, I mean, it goes back to you have to have a network. And then you have to be willing to, like, lose your soul. You know, but I don't even think the people enter it willing to lose their soul. I think it ends up, again, it goes back to being indoctrinated, a thought reform, and you transforming the person who you are into this other personality for the sake of MLM. But yeah, you know, I, like I said, I, you know, I don't, this is just how I feel about because that's the experience I had, right? I have never been any other. I mean, I was, I think I was a pampered chef for a minute years ago, right? But I would just did it for fun. Like, I, but other than that, like, I've never been involved in one until Beachbody. So this was my own experience. And it just, well, it wasn't like the greatest. It certainly wasn't the worst. Um, and, but, you know, the, the thing that I look at is, okay, there's, I'm glad it happened because it brought me to what I do now. And of course, having me meet you. Um, and things like that. So there were good things that came out of it. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't something that I could continue doing. Um, it wasn't healthy. And I just, I just didn't want that kind of life anymore. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to do something different, but at the end of the day, you know, I, like I said, I feel like it's helped me, you know, really, um, you know, get past my insecurities and things like that. But uh, now with what I do, you know, what, what I've learned, I can use to help these people. Yeah. I know what works and what doesn't and, or what they should do and should do it. Like I see, I'm, I was on that other side where I'm like, okay, I know firsthand that this thing that you're doing right now is not going to work ever. Right. So it's kind of like good that I was able to experience that and see the other side because I have more insight to help them. You know, maybe they want to change careers. Maybe you don't want to do this anymore. Let's try something else. You know, just, you know, giving them kind of hope that they can, they can still succeed. You know, if that made any sense. It does. Cause you know what I hope for the people that you work with is that they will find something to sink their teeth into that's not related to MLM and be able to create their own pathway because bottom line is MLM is not going to get you there. You know, it just, it, it just isn't. Um, it's just, it's far too destructive. And in, in so many ways we've already talked about, um, and I don't want that for anyone. I don't want someone feeling that pressure, feeling like they're less than, and then, always feeling like they're chasing after something and they're not getting any results and wondering why they aren't and then turning it back on, well, it must be me in some way. It's like, yeah. no, it's not you. It's the structure. That's the worst part, I think, is yeah. that is people feeling like they're not good enough and it's their fault. And, you know, it's one thing to have to take responsibility, but it's quite another to, um, you know, beat yourself up over something that no matter what you're doing, isn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that gave you some insight in terms of what it's like to be a beach body coach and all the mental gymnastics you deal with as you're trying to make the business work. 
Make sure if you are watching me on YouTube to hit that subscribe button, give this video a thumbs up and hit the notification bell so that you know each time I upload a new video. And if you are listening to me on a podcast platform, make sure that you go ahead and follow it as well. If we want there to be change in the world, it is up to us to tell our stories and speak out. And that's what I do in this podcast series I'm doing of Hey Hun, You Woke Up. If you're interested in being a guest, just reach out to me. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm, I'm in all the places. And you can also email me at therecoveringhunbot at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, change starts now. Change starts now.